0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Mind of a Legally Blind Eccentric, with your host, Reese One. Welcome, my people, to another episode of Mind of a Legally Blind Eccentric. I am your host, Reese One, and today, we definitely have some topics that we're going to discuss. One being the differences between dating and legally blind dating. Another will be about some inventions for the legally blind. And the third will be on insurance. That's right, my people. Insurance. And the reason why I keep saying we, because today I have a special guest host that's going to be doing this with me today. So, if you don't know what's up, let's get it. Back What's going on, my people? Welcome to another episode of Mind of a Legally Blind Eccentric. I am your host, Reese One, and today we have a special guest host with us. Her name is Quinilin. Go ahead and say hello to the people.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: And what we're going to do is go ahead and jump into our first topic of the day, and that is the difference between dating and dating while being legally blind. So, to go ahead and ask you, Quinlan. You want to give a description of yourself?
1: I am five four and a half, brown skin, 170, long hair, highly educated, and divorced.
0: What she basically saying, people, is she is available. So, now, don't try to take advantage of that because she do have family. Let's make that crystal clear. But you've actually had experience in just dating and dating while being legally blind yourself, don't you? Yes, I have. Okay. So how about telling us a little bit about when you were just dating?
1: When I was just dating, things were easier for me. I could take myself wherever I wanted to go, meet someone if I had to. Just basically, I was more independent when I still had my vision instead of waiting on someone to take me here or take me there. Or I know it's popular for a guy to pick up a date, but sometimes it's best to meet someone before you get too involved with them. So that aspect has changed for me.
0: Okay. As far as dating, regular dating consists of going out, whether that's to different locations of the movies, to parks, to movie theaters, to dinner, to the mall, in different locations. It doesn't matter, skating rings, all that. But when it comes to dating somebody who's legally blind, Things get a little more limited. Not saying that it won't be any fun because it could be just as fun and really invigorating to get to know who you're dealing with as a person instead of looking at the disability that they may have and have to deal with. Going to the park is something nice. Going out to locations to be able to walk like in malls, and going out to eat are all wonderful things. But doing something like going to the movies, I personally think it's a waste of time. But that's my opinion.
1: Well, I concur with you because you can't really see the movie, even though that screen is large. You really can't make out what's going on on the film. So it's hard for you to enjoy a movie. So I would huh? go out to eat or maybe, like I say, walking in the park.
0: Well, I still say people should do it more old school, go on a picnic. But um, Quinlan, do you have a particular choice, I can say, more of a choice of what type of people you may be into? Yes, I do. There have to
1: be at least six, one. Brown in complexion, nicely built. They don't have to be Adonis, but you know, have a muscles, have some muscles, not too big. And they have to be intellectually stimulating to my mind. And they have to be a gentleman.
0: The only thing I heard you describe is you want your dream, man. And that's your own explanation of LL Cool J. That's what I'm hearing.
1: Get off my husband.
0: We just live in different houses. Like I said, you are a stalker. Just admit it. You're a stalker. I'm not a stalker. So, uh uh-huh. We'll get to that in a whole different conversation anyway. So, (laughs) you went on a date about a month ago, a little over a month ago, right?
1: Yes, yes, I did.
0: You went on a date with Gerbil?
1: Yes, I did.
0: Tell us a little bit about that date.
1: Well, we went out to dinner at the Fiery Crab. He opened the door for me, he made sure I got inside safely without tripping or falling, even though I could see to get up on the thing myself, but he was just being cautious. And he held out the table for me. And I didn't really feel like he was judging me or watching me to see, oh, is she going to be able to do this? It was more of a comfortable date because I knew I've known him for a long time. So I'm, I'm used to his mannerisms. And I guess he's used to mine. So it was okay. It wasn't a bad date.
0: So because he was a form of a stalker and got to know you a little bit, <laughs> that's what you say. You you ain't trying to say it the hard way. You say he was a gentleman. He was a stalker. Let's just call it what it is. It's okay. Gerbil How- a cool cat. How- yeah, he a cool cat, you ain't careful. You ain't careful. you gonna end up on ID. I told you that. Host, so, anyway.
1: Host, you are not supposed to be talking about I'm going to go missing and I'll be Okay.
0: That's not my fault. <laughs> that is not my fault. Okay, look. I'll just let you know. I'm letting you know if you end up on ID, we we'll at least know part of the story. That's <laughs> all I said. Steve urquh you years ago. You finally gave in 50 years after Gave him a date, and he actually wooed you a little bit. So, how generous of him.
1: But, you know, he has a problem. Because he lives in the past. And he always repeats what I say. Which drives me crazy.
0: Well, welcome to the world of dealing with men. (laughs) We do that on occasion. We we hold on to something. We we as men hold on to something to be able to fire back at you when we need to. Just like y'all, know how to hold on to the smallest things and hit us where it hurts right when you think it is well-deserved to happen. (laughs) But I personally have been on many dates myself. I can't say I've been on regular dates because I've always been legally blind. But before actually getting to go on the date, I'm the type of person who wants to put it out there first that I am legally blind. A lot of people don't want to say it because they don't want to feel judged and shot down before they were even given a chance to be known.
1: That's true.
0: I've known a few blind people to be the same way. But when it comes to people with disabilities, they all feel that way. And I've said it in an episode prior, everybody has a disability. So, anyway. Anyway. Like I said, the true difference between being legally blind and dating and just regular dating is how the other person perceives the people around them. If they don't care and they want to enjoy the date that they're on, then it becomes a regular date.
1: True.
0: It's only classified as dating somebody who has a visual disability or being blind, legally blind, however you want to classify it. The only way it becomes that is if they care about what the surrounding people think, say, or how they
1: act. That's true.
0: That's what makes the true difference in it. So what we're going to do is go ahead and jump into the second topic. Of our day. And that topic is to discuss a few inventions that I think is very fascinating, but unfortunately unaffordable for any disabled person, nonetheless, a legally blind person. But a few of those inventions are the lucky, which is a digital magnifier. You have ZoomText, which most devices these days are almost built with them in it. But you're talking about the software that goes on the computer, which calls an arm and a leg. Yes. About at least in some people's case, a mortgage payment. You have My Eye which is honestly a very unique and innovative device that could really help the blind and legally blind feel way more independent. But it's in the price range of being way beyond a person's budget. And you have the ZoomText glasses. So any of these devices you've heard of,
1: Yes, I've heard of all of them. I wanted to try to get the Zoom text glasses, but once I checked the price of them, that was way out of my range. So, I just have to go what I can go with, because a lot of things are made for blind people, but they're for those people that have money and can afford it. Instead of donating some things to like a facility that has Blind children, deaf children, whatever, they'd rather make a book.
0: <clears throat> so you say they would rather make a book. I think, you know, health insurance should actually cover most of those things. That's what I honestly think.
1: Well, I can agree with that.
0: Too. But Something else I do think they should do is instead of working on some form of a payment plan, they should actually come up with a program where a person can, when they get to utilize some of that stuff, they have to do some form of advertisement for it or something which will actually help pay for the device. I guess you would call it in a form free labor, but it's one hand washing the other. I think that could actually be a great idea, but I don't think any company would take that on. Yeah. What you what you think on that?
1: I think that'd be a great idea too, because like you say, you're earning something that you really need. And the company's getting labor out of you, even though it may be free labor, but in the long run, you're getting what you need.
0: Well, another thought that comes to mind is people should really look at the fact that these inventions, they actually can help a person feel just like everyone else who can do anything. You have people who have who are paraplegic. They have wheelchairs. They build real wheelchair ramps for them. They have everything within a household within reach for that person to reach. They even have vehicles.
1: True.
0: And with all of that being done, it makes it handy capable friendly for them to be able to live a life just like everyone else, get to be as comfortable in their own home and their surroundings.
1: Yes, that's true. Because-
0: I'm not saying it doesn't cost money, because I'm a firm believer it costs a lot of money. Yeah. But what I also think they should truly look at and look into doing is with well, all of these smart devices out here, it does make it a little easier, which I'm going to give a shout out to Google because I am a Google man. I give you my word on that. Oh,
1: Google.
0: I have a Google home and I'm not just talking about the device. I mean, my home is a Google home. I have speakers everywhere, the Chromecast sticks. So shout out to Google.
1: What's up?
0: Even my phone is one.
1: What's up, Google? I say, hey.
0: <laughs> that's right. Check it all out. Check it out. But Seriously, though. If they could make things that much easier for outside living, you know, yeah, we may have a cane that we can be provided, but that's not all a person needs, a legally blind person still has some visual prowess. So, Some of those inventions that they have out there would be very helpful to making things so much easier. Yeah, it's so much easier to use your phone to do almost everything you need to do, which is decent, but truth be told, a phone isn't going to be the only thing that gets you everywhere you need to go. Don't get me wrong, GPS does work, but it ain't going to tell you, hey, watch out for the car in front of you. Bam. But, you know, it happens. It's not right, but it happens. So, what I'm going to go ahead and do before we jump into this third topic we're gonna take a short little break. All right, welcome back, everybody. And like I said, we have my special guest host, Quendelin, here. Nothing for the people? Nothing?
1: Hi, people. Hope you're having
0: a wonderful evening. Oh, nice. oh now she's playing shy. You see that, y'all? Uh huh. <laughs> This is what I get on a daily basis, my people. This is what I get. But we're going to go ahead and jump into our third topic of the day. And that's insurance. And what I mean by insurance, I mean health insurance. Because when it comes to it, health insurance sucks. It sucks for everybody. And I mean, Every single individual that's out there, it just totally and utterly sucks. But when you're legally blind, it's 50 times worse. It makes you feel like a 10th class citizen. Mm -hmm. My experiences haven't been the best, but let's talk to Quinlan here and see how hers has been. Is your experience pretty okay?
1: No it seemed like when I was thrust into this environment of being legally blind, I had to change myself and change my things, where I do things. And I'm used to being independent on my own. So, right now, I have to ride with Medicaid to go to my doctor's appointments, Which you have to give them you had to call four days ahead of time, give them the name of the doctor, the address, phone number, and then they ask you for a pickup time. So I have told them several times that I'm legally blind. I need someone to come in and get me, but they no, they never do. I almost got left Monday because the driver was ready to drive off. And if it hadn't been for the guy out there, then I would have gotten left.
0: So so here's a question for you. I I apologize for cutting you off right there, but here's a good question for you. Do they actually go inside and you know help you fill out any paperwork? I mean we know they get you to the destination but considering you, you are also legally blind with RP, you know do they go into your appointment to help sign you in? Fill out nope. any type of paperwork no, or anything.
1: They do not go in. They let you out at the curb, and you get to the building yourself. And if you had to go upstairs, then hey, okay, you gotta learn how to push those buttons yourself.
0: So, so let me get this straight. I want to make sure I got it right. You telling me they let you out at a curve? So you're legally blind. They let you out at a mm-hmm. curve. They don't put you do do they put you literally in front of the walkway?
1: They can't because there's cars parked there. So they what they do is they let me out behind those cars that's parked there. And I go in the building between cars.
0: Okay. So now what you're saying, (laughs) and I apologize for laughing, because I do understand that type of struggle. I, I get it. I personally have a partner so I don't have to go through riding with Medicaid and that's right I I have a wife but what I'm saying to you is this you are a solo act so you telling me they let you out of their vehicle behind vehicles that are parked. They don't give you any verbal guide. They don't get out of their car. They just sit there and watch you struggle to go get to the building, find your way on the walkway, get to that location, and when they see you walk in the door, they just pull off. Then Honestly, that makes them completely pointless <laughs> because being legally blind, you need somebody to help you get to your destination. Your destination is not behind a vehicle. Your destination is not a curb. Your destination is literally... Once you're in the building to the actual location... And signed in. That's your destination. So they're not even getting you fully to where you need to go. They let you struggle. Now, I said I was going to tell them a little bit about you. You have three kids. Their three kids are Z, Alize, and Kina. So, and understand people, I don't give out nobody's real names. Let me make that clear to you guys. Everybody is going to have an alias on here. But your three kids, two which live with you, and the third off doing her own thing, you telling me that one of them will have to ride with you, if anything, with Medicaid, because I know you're oldest, Alizé, he drives, but he works. So on occasion, you have Z who will actually ride with you. And in the process of riding with you, he has to be the one to be able to do stuff for you. But if it's not there, you're on your own. See, that means Medicaid you guys need to pick up the slack. You need to help people. Just because you guys are getting paid, and I'm talking about the riders, whatever they call it, Medicaid ride or whatever you want. You guys are getting paid to get the people to their destination. Legally blind people aren't at their destination until they are signed in to where they need to be. Correct. Elderly people get help. Why can't the legally blind? People who are paraplegic, they get enough help. We need you guys to step your game up. Now, does medicaid or medicare or the combination of both do they help you with getting anything that you need yeah. so they don't help with all these wonderful inventions that could make life a little easier as far as you know something like a talking microwave or you know um anything that can make every day just a teeny bit.
1: Easier. No, they do not.
0: Now, don't get me wrong. Humana, which is a secondary for a lot of people, do have a over-the-counter that covers medical, you know, health things like a talking blood pressure cuff, thermometer, scale, and even a cane. Which are all fine and dandy when they are in stock, but other than that, they don't have anything that you really need.
1: Nope. I have been okay, to get, I have been so get assistance in the house, so I will have a nurse to take me to my doctor's appointments while my son is at work, but they keep denying me. So I'm like, I've tried several times, so I'm like, I'm, I'm trying.
0: Okay, so let me ask you this then. What would how would you describe your visual prowess? Um,
1: well, it's blurry. I can see things like I can see a car, but I may not be able to make out the color of the car. If it's a funny color, like I can make out a black car, a red car. But say if it's a silverish looking car. It's hard to tell. And each of the drivers that works for Medicaid, they have their own personal vehicles. And it's four or five different companies working with them. So one company may drop you off, but there's no guarantee who's going to pick you up. Because once I went to a doctor's appointment, and this lady said she was coming back to get me, and I saw this big humongous white truck and I was like I know that person's not coming to get me and he he came he was one that came to get me and I was like this it was about to tear apart I mean you could feel it vibrating and shaking and I was like Lord please let me home but I was like they need to keep their cars you know service so they have people in wheelchairs they have people with dialysis they have a lot of people with different sicknesses and they make you wait over an hour to take you early Then you wait over an hour for them to pick you up.
0: Well, is it possible that the people that are doing this ride sharing for Medicaid, is it possible that basically they have to use their own vehicle? Therefore, Medicaid don't pay for the maintenance on these people's vehicles.
1: I asked that. And they said that those cars belong to the company, whatever company they work for. Those callers belong to the company. So you would think they would try to keep them in good standing.
0: Oh, well, that shoes down that defense, huh? (laughs) That kind of kills that defense all day. So with all of that being said, my question to you is this. You've gotten to be someone that's gotten to experience life as someone who was regular and now legally blind. and uh, Now, to give you a description of how I try to explain how I see RP, somebody could take either a pair of glasses or some goggles, take some Vaseline, put it directly on it, smudge it. And put some saramp wrap on it. And try to walk around. It can be that blurry. But yet it still can be Mm -hmm. pretty clear. Now with your RP. Because there are different strains, Does it affect you. Different at night. Day or. Anything like that.
1: It doesn't really affect me. Unless I'm out, out at night. Like if I go out at night. And get home late. It kind of throws me off a little bit because trying to see and RP messes with people's eyes. That's the first thing that that goes, your night vision. And it just messes with my eyes at night. In the daytime, I'm fine. Um, That's why I try not to go too many places at nighttime. I do go if I have to, but I try not to go out at night. So I won't have to worry about Tripping
0: the into falling or something? Well, with my strand, I don't know. They don't have names for these different strands like that. But I'm more comfortable at night. I'm more comfortable in the dark. And not only that, but I can spot things a little bit better at night because all I need is a light substance. Even the smallest one can get me where I need to go. Mm-hmm. That's me, though. But uh, and you said that Medicaid won't send out a nurse no, to assist I you. Send
1: out a nurse to assist me, and I have to try to the way I take my medicines is that I feel the shape of it to know that I'm taking the right medication because I'm like I don't want to overdose on you know, I don't want to overdose. So I'm like, if they didn't do but come out here and maybe set up my medicine. In a little thing and maybe clean up the kitchen and the bathroom. That's all I need and if I have a doctor's appointment take me that's that's all I need. I, you wouldn't have to save me all day because I'm like I'm used to taking care of myself so
0: So from what I gather what you're telling me is you just need a buddy who would look out for <laughs> you just a just little, little bit, bit you know it, it'll be an easy time yeah, but you you that's what I you're explaining
1: up, be. Wash those dishes, break your back you know, it would
0: it would be all that just a little help. Well, you know, you're not asking nobody to cook or anything like that. All you're asking for is just to help arrange yeah. things here and there. Now, we're not going to get into about Z and Alize being the way they are. I- I'm gonna leave that alone. Other conversation for another day but I'm going to go ahead and let you get a nice little closing to the people for yourself so we can get ready to wrap this up for the day
1: hello audience it's nice to have been on the show talking to my host I find him very him very entertaining and very eccentric he loves to use big words. So I would like to say in parting that I hope you have a wonderful night. Get a good night's sleep and be ready for another day.
0: And with that, she's getting off ahead, of my peoples. But I'm gonna go ahead and tell y'all one last thing just before pan. And I want y'all to think about this. It's it's food for thought. Whether Dating a person, a regular person, a person with a disability, or even being legally blind. Look out for them. Care for them. Give everybody that chance. When it comes to inventions, continue the creativity, but find a way to make it affordable so everybody won't lose their mind trying to break every piece of the bank to afford it. And as far as health insurance... Do better. Well, my people, we have made it through yet another exploration today. And I want to give thanks to my special guest host, Quindleyn, for going on this journey with us. And no worries, she already made it crystal clear that somewhere down the road, she will go on further adventures with us. I want to give thanks to Anchor for being Easy to create, make, produce, and distribute podcasts where you can make a little bit of dough and get yourself heard on different platforms such as Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, Spotify, and other wonderful podcast streamers. Go get the app, the Anchor app that is, or go to anchor.fm to get yourself started. I want to give the biggest thank you to all of you for going on this wonderful journey of mind of a legally blind eccentric because without you, there is just the eccentric me. (laughs) If you want to be able to reach me, you can hit me up on Twitter at rees one that's at R-E-A-S, underscore O-N-E you can hit me up on Facebook at Simply Reads One YouTube at Super Reads One or Simply Reads One and you can hit me up on IG and the DMs at Simply Reads One we got so many more journeys to take my peoples but today was definitely a interesting So, I'll see you guys at the next one. But remember, if you didn't know what was up, now that's what's up. I'll holler at y'all next week. Have a nice one.